this is Purpose Podcast, episode two, um, Worship with Purpose on Purpose. That's our little slogan. I'm your host, Janelle Lewis, and I'm here with pastor and not so much former music minister, (laughs) Brandon Cowden, and my husband, Xander Lewis. We're super happy to be joining you again for episode two. And as always, our mission is to enrich church worship ministries with applicable, intentional, and spiritual methods of functioning so that we can meet our ultimate calling of knowing God and making him known. Um, We're going to start off today with what purposeful worship really means to each one of us. Um, And I'm just going to start with a scripture, uh, John 4, verse 23, which I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. So I guess that's kind of like a starting place for what we're talking about when it comes to purposeful worship. Um, first of all, being in the word, but worshiping in a manner that's spiritual and a manner that's truthful according to the word of God. Um, Pastor Brandon, you want to start by saying what purposeful worship to you means and what it looks like to you? Uh, sure thing. So um, <clears throat> when I think about purposeful worship or anything that you do on purpose, it's you're intentional about it, right? So mm-hmm. um, it, it starts with the intention. What is your intention for worship? What is the goal, what do you feel like it is? So I'll, I'll tell you this quick story. I was at a church, and um, I was uh, playing for a youth rally. And uh, I'd never been played at this church before. They asked me about playing. I said, sure. And they asked me about, you know, like practices, all that stuff. I said, yeah, let's do it. So we were supposed to practice um, like three hours or two hours ahead of service. So I got there two, like two hours, two and a half hours ahead of service, and um, they weren't there. So that was fun. And so I was like, I called them. I was like, hey, what's going on? Um, They were like, hey, we're running late. Um, We're going to be there 30 minutes before service. And so I was like, wow. So I was there for an hour and a half or so. We know you love latecomers. Yeah, I absolutely love love when people are running late. And (laughs) so... So, yeah, so I was there an hour and a half, you know, and I set up all my gear, you know, I was ready to go. And so they got there, and 30 minutes before service, we run through the songs. Well, when I tell you it was terrible, it was, te- it was terrible. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was probably the worst I've ever heard anyone <laughs> in my life. I, I've never heard anything worse. Um, and so it was, very, it was like, it was such an embarrassing, I was embarrassed. You know, not not about myself. I was like, man, God, this is embarrassing yeah. to bring. Yeah, this I was. Me. I was gonna say it's it's not it's not like just you feeling some type yeah. of way. It's like, is this pleasing to God? <laughs> yeah, and it was like, man, what are we doing? And then, yeah. so we got done, and and at the end, you know, everybody's like, thank you so much. You know, we appreciate you here, and, and you know, and and then they said this, and it it really it really struck a chord with me. <laughs> they said, you know, it was just a sacrifice of praise. I said, wow. Was it? Like, what did we sacrifice? You know, what what did we... We didn't even put our best foot forward, you know? And so when I think about purposeful worship, I mean, if Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, Mm -hmm. right? If Jesus, you know, King of kings, Lord of lords, is going to prepare something for us, that, you know, the one who could speak anything into existence, if he's going to prepare... I feel like we should be prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like it, it's 
he's kind of teaching us a lesson, you know, within, you know, what he's saying here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we should be prepared. And so when it comes to worship, I think we should be the most prepared that we can be. And some people will be like, well, that's not, you know, um, spontaneous enough. But mm-hmm. I, I would say that I've, I've done worship sets a month in advance. And when that service came, it was the perfect set for that service. How is that possible, right, if, if it has to be the day before or the week before? Right. Uh, or the day of. Or the day of. Or in the or, moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the moment. Well, I, I would, I, I mean, just from my experience of doing that, and that wasn't just one time. I mean, that's multiple times it's happened. So I would say that I think if you're prepared, if you're praying, if you're intentional about what you feel, now, I mean, I wasn't just picking random songs for the day. You know, I was really like, okay, God, what do we want to do this week? What do you feel? And maybe it started with just one song, and it went to another song and another song mm-hmm. and another song. And so I think when you're you're being, uh, you're being having purpose, intentional about what you're doing, I think you need to be prepared for what, for what you know, what the move of the Spirit is going to happen, but also, like, just, you know, have preparation for the day, you know, and uh, for the week, for the month, whatever that is. I think I don't think there's anything um, that's unbiblical or not spiritual about preparing in advance. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, if we're functioning in the image that we're made, which is in God's image, and he is a crafter and he is a creator and he created us, then why would we not function by, like, I think there's something special in taking time to craft out your worship set and do it yes. in advance. Yes. And you're doing that because that's something, that's how God works. He, mm-hmm. he takes his time. He crafts things. He says that it's good and then moves on. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like a, a win-win situation. You're pleasing God and you're, you're thinking about who you're serving as yeah. well. And I think you can even take it a step further from there and say, okay, I planned out this worship set. Now plan out for the moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plan out for what you think might happen or could happen. Mm-hmm. What if the service goes up from here? Do we have an up option? Yeah. Right. What if the right. service is deep in worship from here? Do we have like an option for that? And, and, and I, I think, like, when I think of spontaneous worship, I think of what you rehearse in spontaneous worship. I think of more spontaneous worship as not like, oh, it just happened and we just flowed. How can you flow, right? Mm-hmm. There, not everybody is able to just flow and be have the musicianship or yeah. even the singing ability to do that. But what if you said, hey, I know we're in the key of D on this second song. What if it goes up? what songs are in the key of D that we can go up to? Yeah. yeah. Or what songs can we kind of connect to this song mm. and flow from there that we already know? So just, uh, I, I think. I know he always has a, <coughs> a shout a shout loop ready. That's because my pastor tells me, have it ready. Be prepared. <laughs> have it prepared. Gotta have, gotta have it ready. You just never know. That's right. We'll literally be in practice and we'll finish something like uh, Gratitude and then he'll just click it. Let's see where it goes from here. Let's see. Let's try. Let's hey, see. And it's a culture, right? You got you got the culture of the church, right? I've been in some churches where it's like they're like, "All right, y'all," and then shout, "Loop, go!" And you just shouting, you know. So you know, it, it depends on the culture of the church and you know, fill in that right space. Right. That's true. You go next. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, like everything that you said, and then just thinking from like. 
like if we're thinking about worship as a term and understanding like praise services, like we have praise and worship music, but worship as a term kind of like umbrellaing, that's not a word. Um, is it? It might be. Our whole life and functioning purposefully in preparation by what you're saying, crafting crafting your services, but also spiritual preparation for yourself, that is worship, mm-hmm. um, what you're doing on the daily and being purposeful and intentional. And that aspect of worship is also some like what's close to my heart as far as uh, worship with purpose ministries goes, because we're not just talking about what's happening on Sundays. We have lots of conversations about what we're doing on the daily to worship God. And especially being in, in leadership positions as music ministers, band leaders, worship leaders, or anybody that's in any capacity serving somebody on Sunday mornings. How are you being purposeful during the week in your worship to God? Um, and how you're serving others, because the way you serve others is also worship to God, because obedience is worship. Um, and God wants us to do those things in a manner that's pleasing to him. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Uh, everything that you're talking about, uh, purpose outside of, you know, the music itself, um, just find pur- purpose in his word and uh, discipling. Yeah, I think... I don't know. I think that you can take some time to talk about that because I think there's been a lot of situations at your job that you've been able to like connect with people. All the time, I'll just oh yeah. I mean, it's it's true. Especially now, this uh, new area I'm working at. Um, <clears throat> a lot, a lot of a uh, lot of people in church, the area I'm at right now. Um, I guess they just ask me questions and like, I guess see what my response is after finding out I'm devoted to, you know, taking off Sundays and, uh, you know, I guess what my thoughts on on this and that. But uh, and I think I, it's because your intentionalism and purpose yeah, shows in your daily of, of life course. or else they, they, somebody doesn't just walk up to you and be like, hey, will you pray for me? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. seeing the fruits of that, mm-hmm. um, of that intentionalism and, and worship in your daily life. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just kind of all encompassing from what you're doing day to day to what you're doing during your worship services, during your praise and worship services. And then one thing I also wanted to add on was you preached a really good message about praise and and how we should be praising God. And then one thing that I've like, one little statement from Psalm that I always, from the book of Psalm that I um, always think of is praise him according to his excellent greatness. So if I'm going to praise God according to his excellent greatness, then that means my preparation and my worship and my praise needs to be excellent. It needs to function accordingly, which is to his excellent greatness. Right, right. I think it's interesting uh, that people, when they look, they think about like, you know, purposeful praise and like, like that story I told you where they were like, man, it's a sacrifice of praise. It was just a cool thing to say, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. or they... Uh, when I was younger, it was always the anointing. It was like, well, at least it was anointed. Mm. Doesn't matter if it was bad, but it was anointed. Was it? No, you know what I mean. <laughs> so I, I think I think if we look at any other ministry in the church like that, it would be a disaster. Mm. I mean, think about any ministry. Yeah, that's true. Right, Sunday, Sunday school. school. Yeah. You just come in and open a book and say, you know what? Let's just see where we go today. Yeah. <laughs> what if I got up on Sunday morning, opened my Bible, and said, you know what? I think I'm gonna here's Psalms. Let's see what's in there, you know. <laughs> Let's get after it. But you know, like I, I spent a lot of time mm-hmm. preparing for the sermon, and in that time of preparation is when God is speaking to me. Right. Right. In that time where I, I, I'm, I may have just a random thought, and mm-hmm. I say, "Okay, God, let me put this in." By the time I'm done with that, 
it may be a different thought. It may be the same thought. You know, uh, I mean, for instance, past week when I, I had just thought about Jacob and Leah and and so that was just that was all I had. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this story and and I'm gonna see maybe there's something here, mm. and right. and it and it's where it just started, you know. But same thing for uh, preparing for a worship set. You may start with one song, and you may sit down and play that song, sing that song, listen to that song, and it may lead you from this point to that point and here and here, and 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 then then we get to service and then everything lines up. It's like, oh man. That's how yeah. God works. You know, it's so funny because that's exactly what happened that other week when we were doing that song, Here's My Life um, by Planet Shakers, which if you don't do that song, it's such a great like um, call to to serve God and to with your congregation. It's it's such a good like putting you in the right direction as somebody who's just coming to church for the first time or maybe the second time to serve God the way you should. But um, I was doing that. I was just like playing the song and kind of worshiping to God on my own um, the night before and that old song Lord I give you my heart I give Mm -hmm. you my soul I just started playing and singing that after that song so I had done it it was spontaneous for me in the moment I had done it and I actually wasn't planning on doing that during the service I had kind of like meddled around with it and then like when you go back and listen to the live stream because what I tell you, what I felt was like something like smacked my head and made me do it. And that's what it sounds like in the live stream. Because all of a sudden it was just like, we finished the song and it was just like, Lord, I give you my heart. <laughs> well, see, in that moment, I yeah. felt like it. you started exactly where it needed to start. Yeah, it and it wasn't, like right it was not me. It was like, because um, I'm so much of a control freak, I didn't want to. So I was just like, I was trying to like, lo- like logically justify it. And it was like, God was just like, no, no, do it. <laughs> do it. And and that, and that's to me is how God works often. It's like, you you know, in your mind, you're like, oh, is this right? Should I just jump out there and do this? But God's like, you know, do it. And, I, you know, in my, my music ministry career, um, when I was like at churches and and you know whatever, it, it, years it, it took me years to get to that point where I was like, okay, God, I'm not even going to question it anymore. And I remember when I got to that place where I was like, you know, God, I'm not going to question. But what I did was I prepared our team for those moments. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, you know, you know what to do, you know. And and the team got so good that I, I remember this crazy s- service where it was wild. It, it wasn't like wild in a good way. It was wild in a bad way, right? <laughs> It wasn't our normal service. It was, it was some kind of youth rally service, something like that. And whoever was in charge of the service were like, we started on time because we just start on time, you know. Mm-hmm. And they were like, why'd y'all start? I was like, because it's time, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, well, we need another song. And I remember, like, we just need another song. So I, I turned on the talk back, and I was like, all right, guys. And I was like, one, two, three. And everybody just started. The guitars came in, and everybody just went right in because we had – we had done that and worked together for so long that those moments where we needed it, we mm-hmm. were ready for. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, to me, spontaneous worship really is, is you've prepared for those moments. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. spiritually, but also uh, with your team, you know. And so I think that's key to those. I agree. Yeah. I mean, what would you say about our band as far as that goes? Like our band being me, you, and LSAO. Yeah. Look, look at the past, over the last year. Yeah, we've grown a lot, a lot of chemistry, and um, yeah, with moments like that, like just being ready, even when it's like a quick altar song that we haven't practiced. Yeah, like while. this past Sunday. Yeah, it's just, it's it's weird. It's like a <laughs> a crazy connection that we just know what to do and uh, to make calls. Like I just know that Elzeo's will do this, or you just trust that you know we're gonna go into this with a nice build, 
So it's not. We're working on it still. It's taking time. So let me ask you this: How much of that is talent, and how much of that is relational? I would say probably like what eighty. 80% relationship. 80-20? <laughs> that's the percentage for right. everything. 80-20. Yeah. So, so, so this, this is a good point because if you're wanting to like have this kind of like spontaneous kind of worship, because yeah. it's a buzzword, right? Spontaneous mm-hmm. worship. Yeah. If you want to have these moments, right, 80% is the relation, right? Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the, the connection you have with your band, yeah. with your team. Um, even connecting to your church right. culture. Right, that's a big yeah. one. Right, not sure. not just each other, but, you know, even your church. What song, because, you know... I, it's not what I feel. It's not what yeah. I feel, what yeah. song I like, mm-hmm. but what song is going to set the atmosphere for what, or not even set the atmosphere, but add to what's here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you feel mm-hmm. what's happening in the atmosphere, and your job as a music minister is to uh, complement that or create a space for that. Yeah. Right. Right, because mm-hmm. there's moments where you feel... God doing something, and you're like, how can I interpret that through music? Mm-hmm. How can that's I good. add to that through the space? Uh, and that's a challenge. That's mm-hmm. not easy to Definitely. do. But it takes relationships. Yeah. Everybody kind of feeling that, being on that page with you, your connection to the congregation. So it's ministry. Ministry is relationships. Jesus was all yeah. about relationships. So yep. I think we you have to have that. Have to. Yeah, it's just like there's I'm I'm smiling because on Sunday it was just like there's a certain comfortability when you know you have the people that you work with all the time and it like it's I'm more confident as a piano player knowing that you're there and knowing that LSO's there like and you get there you form those relationships with other people but I think at this point we've practiced together t- 2 hours 3 hours a week for that not just personal practice. We've rehearsed together outside of our full team rehearsal yeah. at least three hours a week for the past two years. Um, and like that's not on top of like our normal like sound check rehearsal. That's not on top of, you know, when we have the singers there. That's just us as a band. Um, and so like that makes a difference. Um, a lot of people aren't doing that. They're just coming on Sundays and and going for it. Just building, just you know, the chemistry and just, just hanging out with them, really like getting to know the person. Just like you said, having a relationship outside and inside church. You know what I'm saying? Just really hang out with Jose or drummer. So, yes, yeah, so I think you can lot. you can take a band, uh, even some singers that are would if you would put them at a level like mediocre mm-hmm. or whatever, and still have an incredible mm-hmm. move of the spirit. Yeah, mm-hmm. because of the relationship, mm-hmm. because the culture of the church, and so uh, you know. Don't get discouraged if you're like, man, well, if I had this keys player right, or if I right. had this bass player, if I had this drummer, yeah. if I had this singer, mm-hmm. you know, and and I know that's tough. I've been in situations where I haven't had good singers, you know. I haven't had, you know, the band that I wanted, you know what I mean? And so um, in those, I had to, like, really think, like, okay, God, how can we make an impact with what we have? Right. You know? And, and, and in that same church, I saw – huge moves of the spirit and and, and it wasn't because of them you know, they're ta- they're talented and this and that this person you don't have all of the pieces that you want you know um I, I think you always have to think about you know god wants his spirit to move god mm-hmm. wants his presence to move god wants yeah. to meet needs in the service mm-hmm. so why why are we stopping him from doing it you know but because we don't have what we think we need yeah. right. god is like i've given you what you need you mm-hmm. know 
And so our jobs as music ministers is to look at what we have and, and make the best of what we have, but also grow. Right. Teach them to be better. How, how can we, you know, get the most out of what we have? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm going to use the word stewardship a lot in the podcast. Um, it's a word that I use a lot for myself uh, as a vocalist. I've stewarded that gift that God has given me um, quite a bit throughout my life. And it's funny that, you know, it's the parable of talents. It's funny that it's the same word um, for their commodity that we're talking about as far as like talent relationship and, and what we have. But God's given us something, you know, at least God's given you a voice. God's given you fingers. God's given you a brain. And you can develop those things if you choose to. You could have 80% talent. You could be 20% talented if you want to put it on a numbers basis. Um, You could just get the one thing, you know, in the parable of talents. You could get one and you could hide it. Um, Or you could get a few more and multiply it. um, And also let God multiply it for you. Because if you're doing the stewardship part, he'll go ahead and multiply what you're putting in. um, Because he's just like that. His shovel's bigger. Yeah. For sure. Um, I'm going to move to our Q&A, and it's kind of a nitty-gritty question. How much money are churches actually spending on sound and media production? Um, a lot. Yeah, tons of money. <laughs> I think you have the most experience in this. Uh, yeah, so uh, we look at the amount of money. So there's, uh, we, can, we can look at how much money, you know, churches are spending, or, and then also look at how much money you should be spending on those types of things. And um, so from my experience, travel, been a lot of different churches, um, seeing what people have used and and, uh, about what they have spent on things. But what I've seen a lot are are churches will will go to other churches and see their equipment, their gear, what they sound like, and they think, if I buy the same thing that they have, then I'll sound the same way. (laughs) You know, our church will sound the same way. And that's a huge mistake. I think you don't want to do that. So you you go, you know, church will go spend uh, thousands of dollars on this piece of gear, and they're thinking like, I, I, you know, if I have this, this will happen or whatever, you know, and and we'll we'll sound like them. Um, and so, and, and some of it too, I think, is a pride thing. Um, I think, especially now. Oh yeah, gotta get know, that Nord. Yeah, gotta have the Nord. Uh, we gotta have the LED wall. You know, we could spend this money on other things, but let's get the LED wall, wall instead, you know. And, I, hey, by all means, I love an LED wall. Sorry. I would love to have one. Um, but it, it's like the motive. Are you going to enhance what you have already? Or, or are, do, are there other areas that you could put that kind of money into? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, infrastructure, for instance, you know. Yeah. A lot of things need to be redone. You know, even our own church, a lot of the, the sound infrastructure, not just getting a new speaker or a new right. soundboard, but running new cabling and mm-hmm. all of that stuff, you know. Um, some churches are dealing with all these, like, electrical problems, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, let's buy some new speakers. Like, well, let's let's work on the yeah. electrical problems. Yeah. So I think, you know, you got to look at it that way. So in as far as what people are spending, so I've seen churches spend, um, you know, let's, you know, I've done a few sound jobs, and in a church that's about 100 or so, um, I've seen churches spend about, you know, ten or fifteen thousand if they already have gear that they they use, but in replacing just like speakers and um, a new soundboard and that sort of thing. Um, and then I've seen churches spend you know thousands of dollars on you know microphones that they don't really need. 
you know, that they've seen other churches use, and they'll spend five or six thousand dollars, and then turn around and have to spend another five thousand. Yeah, and not understanding that it's something as simple as like your EQ, right? Your your original mics could have been fine. Yes, and and, and just to, just a plug here for wired mics. I know no one likes them, they're, but they sound. The I mean, you can buy a hundred dollar wired mic, and it will sound like a fifteen hundred dollar wireless mic. That's how good wired mics are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if you're at a church and you're like, man, our mic sounds like trash, a wired mic is going to sound amazing. We could put all, all wired mics and they'll sound incredible compared to wireless mics. You got to think about so many different things when yeah. it comes to that. Yeah. Uh, so churches are spending a lot of money uh, on, on gear, especially now, I think, like the pressure of the live stream. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, want it, I want it to look good. I mm-hmm. want it to sound good. And we all do. We want it to look good and sound good. Um, uh, but... When, when you're budgeting for, if you're like, okay, I'm on a budget for uh, a sound upgrade, how much should I budget for? Let's say you need speakers, uh, microphones, you know, in-ear system maybe or whatever. Um, and so the rule of thumb is if you're, like say you're building a building, um, a, a third of like your building, whatever your building cost, um, a third or so would go to sound AV, audio and video. Um, and that's that's a huge chunk of of money, you know. Uh, but that's how much it really costs if you're gonna from the ground up build, you yeah. know. Like if you uh, can plan for that. Yeah, if you can plan for that. What if you're in a situation where you know you can't plan for it and it's just here yeah. because you've had you know a natural disaster or something like that? Or... Right, and and that's that's unfortunate. If if you're you know in a situation, well, insurance, I guess. Yeah, you you get get insurance, but sometimes it doesn't come through or whatever. You know, there's different things. Or or say you just you, there's no natural gas. You just had the same equipment for the last thirty years, and you're like, mm-hmm. I need new gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what should I budget for that? Yeah. Um, and so you got to itemize what you what's the most important. To me, speakers are the most important thing to budget for. If you don't have good sounding speakers, you don't put good money into your speakers, and you're just kicking the can down the road. To me. So my thought is, man, buy good speakers first. Um, you need a decent soundboard. You don't need uh, <laughs> geriatric millennial. Phrase. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm not old. I'm, you're not. You're not. It's just you the keep, term. Keep, keep bringing it up. I'm sorry. It's podcast just made me to podcast, laugh. isn't it? Kicking, kiss, kicking a, a can down the road. Kicking a can down the road as the, <laughs> as the eagle flies. You know, as the crow flies. Sorry, keep going. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, what were we talking about now? I, don't, I forgot what I was on. Good speakers. Good speakers. You got to buy good speakers. Um, and, and then itemize the things you feel like you really need. Um, you know, do you need a new keyboard? Do you need, you know, microphones? And then you can start saying uh, where the most money should go. So if your most money should go to speakers, then maybe you sacrifice and get wired mics. Don't get wireless mics, you know. Yeah then you can sacrifice because you can sound just as good with that. Soundboard, for instance, you can get a soundboard that has 48 channels or you can get a soundboard that has 16 channels. A digital soundboard at 16 channels you can get for 500 bucks, you know, $400. And, and so now you're getting, you know, it's not the shiny thing that everybody else has, but you got high-quality gear for a low, low price. Yeah. Could people come to you for recommendations mm-hmm. on those things? Like if oh, they yeah. hit us up on Instagram or I, commented, absolutely. YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, if, I, I love that kind of stuff. I'm actually helping a church right now looking at their gear, just kind of giving them the rundown. 
And and some of the stuff I was saying, they were like, well, we're experiencing that. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, because I, I know that area pretty well. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. I would love to, help, um, love to help anybody out when it comes to sound gear. Because uh, I hate when churches, you know, I'm a pastor, so I understand when finances, we're trying to spend the right money on the right thing. Um, and that's Wait, a hard pastor call. and former music minister. And so like music, total yeah. understanding of the whole thing of yeah. like the needs from a music minister standpoint and the needs from a pastoral standpoint. So that's sure. that's pretty unique. And I, I'm loving it <laughs> being a music minister and having a pastor that was is also a music minister. Yeah, I saw I saw a video the other day. I don't know if you guys saw this on Instagram or something. And it was like this guy interviewing a pastor, but it was the guy from Duck Dynasty. Oh, and he was like, he was like, what kind of uh, what kind of musical experience do you have? He's like, what, what do you play any instruments? He's like, barely. He's like, what <laughs> what do you uh, what kind of like knowledge do you have on like soundboard or whatever? He's like, none really, um, none at all. But I just know what I like, what I don't like. He's like, I'm very opinionated too. And uh, they were talking about that's pastors, you know, talking to music ministers. <laughs> it really is. Wow, wow. He's like, I'm very opinionated, and I know what I want and what I don't want. And uh, and so it made me laugh because I've seen it too. You know, see, you know, pastors like, well, no, I, I have an opinion on this, but they have no expertise in it. You know, yeah. that's tough. so that's tough. You know, that's tough. That's a tough place to be in. But hey, I'm here to help pastors out, mu- music ministers, whatever. Hey, I I, I love to help. Man, I'm just sitting here thinking, and I'm like, I haven't had to go through that experience because my dad is also a music minister pastor, and so he was always, like, super adamant about finding the right stuff, knowing what we needed, and of course, a different generation of music minister pastor, the the functions of music ministry were different. But still, in that, that, you know, time, like, he still had the, uh, you know, you had the upper hand there. Exactly. And I think money-wise... we were. I had asked him about it, and he was like, "I think I've spent more than ten thousand dollars." I'm like, "Oh yeah, more than ten thousand yeah. dollars," and it's been over time. So you know, probably like twenty five thousand dollars over time, and that's like what we talked about, like re- replacing stuff. Um, you know, somewhere in there, they went from an analog to a digital, right? right. That's right, digital mm-hmm. soundboard, and then um, somewhere in there, they got they got wireless mics. I told them. But we just won't talk about that. There's a certain brand of microphone, wireless microphone, that is just manufactured kind of silly. If you want to ask me personally about what that is, that's fine. You can. Anyway, they bought those, and I wouldn't recommend it. But um, And then, like, in-ear monitors. They just recently got subs. And those were things that, you know, maybe they didn't have to have those to function, especially in-ear monitors. We still don't have uh, well, we have inner monitors, but I mean um, wireless packs yeah, specifically. Wireless pack, uh, we still don't have wireless packs for our team, any, yeah. and we're functioning fine. <laughs> it's just you know a lot of planning and structure, and um, but yeah, over time maybe twenty five, thirty thousand dollars, and it's a church to about eighty to one hundred pe- uh, hundred people, and it's really yeah. like about your capacity and your needs for your congregation. Yeah, I would say you know don't don't if you're a church that size. I wouldn't say like five thousand. That's not going to be enough, you know. So if you're looking to really do some upgrades, you need to have at least ten to fifteen thousand. That's yeah. realistic numbers. Yeah. I think if you're going to yeah. upgrade your whole sound system, digital speakers, in ears, you need to have at least that at the very bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah, and then like for the daughter work that we had, uh, it was nothing because all of the stuff that we had upgraded through over time went 
to that. Yeah. And so, you know. And it's funny. I, I actually did a sound install for a, a daughter work. Or it was, I don't know, I don't remember if it was a daughter work. It was just a, a new, maybe a new church, um, a new church plant. And, and they had 10 people. And so he's like, man, our sound system sounds terrible. And so I got this man a digital soundboard, two speakers, uh, wired some wired mm-hmm. mics, one wireless mic for preaching because it is kind of tough to yeah. preach with a wired mic. And I think I think he spent maybe like fifteen hundred to two thousand. That's pretty good. And it was really and it, he was so ecstatic. Yeah. So if you're a church that size, you can get good gear because you're not where you're not fighting the building as much. Right. You know, if you got a small building, you don't need a whole lot. And so he was ecstatic, and he had a digital sound. It was a digital soundboard. It was like something like 12 channels, but he only needed three, you know? Yeah. And so that's where I'm saying churches will buy, like, a big soundboard, mm-hmm. 32 channels, and they got, they're using three channels. Yeah. And, and, that, and those digital boards are great because they come prepacked with effects. So you're going to have your reverb units. You're going to have compression on every channel. I was just going to say, like, user-friendly. And, you, and yeah. extremely user-friendly. And it runs from an iPad. And so, yeah, I, I think you can you don't have to spend a crazy amount of money, especially if you're a church that sm- that size. Yeah. You're a church fifty people, man. You can get really good gear yeah. for a low price. Definitely, or make stuff work like you did at that one church when we just made a. Yeah, I made I made system. an uh, an in ear system out of some spare parts, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it worked. It worked, you know. And so you, somebody you showed me you how to do that once too, and I forgot what they did. But yeah, I've seen it multiple times. Yeah. Some makeshift IEMs. Yeah. Here's <clears throat> what you got. Uh so we're gonna skip the pulpit or playlist segment this episode so that we have time to do it on the next just for the sake of time. Because we spent a lot of time talking about sound and audio which is important and i hope that you got some questions answered and i hope you will reach out if you have questions about that um because there's an unlimited resource (laughs) sitting next to me um and he's willing to help and wants to so please do don't spend money where you don't need to spend money and we're here to help each other um but thank you for listening again um, we hope you tune in next time at some point we're going to talk to you about our night of worship God hasn't put it on my heart to make that the next episode, but we're going to talk about it and just want you to hear what happened um, at a recent night of worship that we had. So stay tuned, stay connected with us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Um, reach out, talk to us. We want to get to know you. We're posting content that's meant to help you and encourage you, um, worship sets for you to use so maybe you don't have to spend all of your brain energy thinking of new worship sets and stuff that works. Um, We've tried that stuff out, and it works great. So join us for our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. God bless.